0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys and gals. That's another live Q&A with yours truly. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well on this Monday. If you're new to my channel, my name is Joshua Ezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal here is to help you make sense of your life and help you grow holistic with the guys i use. If you feel like this material and what I do here is something that will aid you in your walk with God, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. And if you're a regular watcher, whether you've been watching for 12 years, six years, three years, two years, or 20 minutes ago, you subscribe I want to say thank you so much for joining me. I kind of the honor that you would trust um, God's um, wisdom through me um, to be able to aid you in your life. So uh, I'm excited about that. And for those who's new to this, it's like, what's going on here? It's a live Q&A. All the timestamps to every question will be in the comment section below. And if you're watching this and it's not live, make sure you hit that bell and all that good stuff because no man, no woman knows that. And I'm going to do a live Q&A. And so I would love to serve you the next time. Um, let's go to the chat box, see who's here. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Just to shine my light a little bit brighter. There we go. Uh, let's go to the live chat and see who's here. April, what's going on? Enoch, what's going on, fam? Elizabeth, what's going on from Minnesota? Deja Fourth, Deja Forth. I'm sorry, what's going on? Cassandra Adams, blessings to you too. Uh Yvonne, hello from Virginia. Good evening from Chicago. What's up, George fam? Hello, coach. What's going on, Belinda? My two cents. Hello, all good evening, coach. It's good over here. Hope it's good for you, too. Um, Belinda, what's going on? From Ron North Carolina. Oh, Tamara got the first one. Hey, coach. How do you renew your spirit with God with no distractions? Um, You just got to have... Um, you have to determine inside of yourself deeply uh, um, the importance of destiny and the importance of time. Um, distractions are only distractions based upon um, 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 your focus. If you know what your goals are and you know what you endeavor to do um, inside out, then you would do what you need to do. All change begins inside and out. So if you know for a fact that you endeavor um, to produce uh, or endeavor to live us. A- certain life or caliber of life for God, inspired by his righteousness, inspired by his forgiveness, inspired by his goodness, um, then cooperation is easy um, because you have already defined your desired outcomes. Therefore, now you determine your daily outputs. I've said this in many videos when it comes to discipline. Your desired outcomes are important. So what I need for you to do is to write down your desired outcomes from your spiritual life and, and there's levels to it. Um, Jesus said, greater works that will do. And so your goal has to be, okay, God, what do you desire from me? What have you predestined for my life? Is my light going in Give me one second. Ask God, what do you desire for me? What is your purpose for my life? And then you will determine your desired outcomes. My desired outcomes are high. I, if Jesus said greater works, I, my desired outcomes is to eventually get to a place regularly where I'm raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out devils, um, I'm developing resources that are that are generational, um, I'm, I'm producing God-breathed books. Um, my desired outcomes are major. It's big, therefore, every day in order to, um, to deliver at, a, at that divine level I got to meet with the divine often so to answer your question specifically I'll make sure I scroll back up to your question um, How do you renew your spirit renew your spirit by renewing your mind? And when you change the way you think you'll change the way you do if you change the way you think you'll change the way um, You produce and so you just got to change the way you are thinking now. What what are your thoughts towards God? Um, are do you Are you aware of his attributes? Um, Do you know what he desires out of your life? Um, um, Do you know what the word of God says about you, says about purpose, says about destiny, says about eternity? All those um, inside the gumbo pot would kind of give you clarity um, um, for what you need to do for your life. So what I would do is I'll write down a sheet of paper. Uh, First, I would just go to God and say, God, here am I. What do you need from me? And then throughout the next few days or so, carry a notepad and a pen with you. When you feel the deposit from the Holy Spirit hit your heart, um, that's when you start writing down and where. The Holy Spirit is going to make it very clear to you what he desires to produce out of your life. And then when you look at that final product, you will say, these are the certain disciplines that I must do. Not for God's love, not for for God's forgiveness, not for God's goodness, but to ensure that you uh, are efficient, effective and 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 set apart enough um, um to do the sufficient to do the work that god has for you to do so that's my advice to you um that's that's because distractions fade when you're when your de- when your dedication or your destiny has been defined and when your drive outweighs the distraction you gotta want it ba- you gotta want it more bad more badly you gotta want it badly more you gotta want it more than you do the distractions once you hope to hell Let's go. Uh, L- Lennon, what's up from New York? And for me as much, what's going on? My wife in the building with the swole, with the flexing on him. M- uh, Mardage, hello from New Jersey. Thank you for watching. Uh, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enoch says, hey, coach, how long does the pruning stage take, or does that depend on the person? It depends on the person, my friend. It, first off, it depends on God. God knows from his providential platform, he knows what it will take and how long it will take for you to be prepared for a certain platform. Now, based upon your uh, timing, that's up to God, but there is a part that humans play. I think based upon our cooperation, um, I think the pruning may be faster. Um, it, just, based, it boils down to your willingness to allow... By the Holy Spirit to renew your mind and pruning is beneficial, it, it depends on God, yes, and it also depends on a person. Well, it depends on what God wants to do in that person to whom much is given, much is required. Like for me, my branch may be or uh, may require a little bit more than other people's branches, not because you better, it's not a branch that's better, but it's based upon God's foreknowledge of my ability or God's foreknowledge or predetermination of what fruit He wants me to bear. The bigger the fruit, the the stronger the branches. And so it depends on the fruit that God wants you to bear. It all depends on the, the strength that God needs for that branch to bear that fruit. And it's based upon his timing. And it also based upon your cooperation in, a, in the allowance of making sure that nothing blocks the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine. My father's the vine dresser. Anyone that abides in me and I am him, he will bear much fruit. And for the branches that he, that is of him, he prunes so that they will bear much fruit. Pruning means it strengthens the branch to ensure, Sure, there's no blockage in the vine, blocking nutrients for the branch to be strengthened to bear the fruit. And, and, and you just got to look at your life and say, okay, God, what fruit do you want me to bear? And be realistic enough to perceive that you know what, it may take some time uh, uh for me to be the branch that he needs for me to be to ensure that I bear the fruit that he needs for me to bear and not bend. Um, and, and so I hope that helps. So it, it does determine, it does depend on the person's God's purpose for the person and also the purpose cooperation with the purpose of God's pruning them. Hope that makes sense. Great questions, y'all. George says, what does completely being filled by the Holy Spirit feel? Oh, what does completely being filled by the Holy Spirit feel like? What are the post effects? Great question. Um, Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that we need more of Him, it's just that He needs more of us. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means that we are allowing Him to have access to all areas of our lives, and that's what it boils down to us. Some of us we grieve the Holy Spirit, some of us we're just uh, babes in Christ, and so He needs a little bit more time to nurture us into maturehood. Um, But it all boils down um, to 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 our, our allowance of him to fill every area of our life. And I think the post effects is clarity of mind, uh, uh um supernatural uh energy, uh, um specific um uh uh, uh skills developed and, and a and a power, uh, uh, a level of anointing flows consistently. Anointing is really boiled down. There's people who are anointed to do a work and there's anointing for the work, okay? There's two totally different things. Same thing, but kind of a difference to a degree. Each and every one of us are called or anointed to do something. When when uh, Samuel anointed David, he was anointed to be king. But David's cooperation to being obedience to God determined how much that obedience flows. Saul was appointed and anointed to be king of Israel, but based upon his obedience determined the level of anointing uh, a, a the duration of their anointings flow in his life. The same is with us. The more we continue with sin, the less our anointing wanes, whatever distracts us and keeps our focus away, our anointing wanes. Anointing means I'm so divinely connected with no blockage, no hindrance, and I'm able to execute at a high level, breaking and destroying yokes, equipping the saints, and fulfilling the purpose that indwells us. The post-effects are are just those things. I think you really just feel a little bit more emboldened. You feel more confident. You feel more strong strengthened, you feel more supplied, you feel more effective, and you see the fruit. If you don't see no fruit, then then something is affecting the roots, And, and that's what it is. So it's basically looking at your life and say, okay, What areas in my life have I yet to give the Holy Spirit? And if you don't know, the Holy Spirit will definitely let you. And it's a continuous cooperation that we have to have on our part to ensure that the Holy Spirit is continuously progressing us into maturity, to manageability, and into the place of of maximized uh, spiritual uh, impact on those who are around us. Hope to help, fam. And for me, as much as, hey, coach, how do you get confident in God? Yo, confidence boils down, like the word of God says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is confidence. Right now, I have confidence in this chair. This chair is a really nice chair and it's been holding me up for a long period of time. Therefore, I have faith in it. I don't question the chair. I don't check the I don't check the Uh. uh the legs of the chair. I don't check it because it has been proven to be trustworthy. Our confidence in God grows, not because God is, uh, needs us to make him feel confident because, but we have to become aware of his character and who he is. The more we become aware of who he is, the more we are able to trust and be confident in him. And so your confidence in God boils down to you going, get into God's word and gaining clarity of his attributes, clarity on his, uh, the applications that he wants you to apply and, becoming more clear about who you are as being adopted in his family. The clearer you become in that and the more your mind is open and you are more aware of God's continuous goodness in your life and you will begin to see uh, um, God's faithfulness. The issue is with many of us, we only track God's big things, but we never track God's small blessings. We always track God's big blessings. And so What happened is sometimes there's a lot of time in between. So our confidence wanes because we're looking for the big blessings, but never are thankful and grateful for the little consistent blessings every day that are actually big. You waking up in the morning is bigger than you getting a boo. It's bigger than you getting a a, a job. It's bigger than that. The fact that he is sustaining you, the fact that he's kept you from things that you're completely unaware that he had kept you from is more of a blessing than it is waiting for the big things. So what I need for you to do is track everything that God does for you from waking you up this morning for your ability to see for thanking him for the things that could have happened to you but didn't happen to you but you under completely unaware that it didn't even happen to you. And the more you begin to build in gratitude, the more and the more you'll be able to see his his moment to moment goodness, which will then build your confidence in him continuously. Hope that Belinda Ramsey says, I've been seeing someone for about two years and he has lost his mother and best friend during his time. Should I give him space? Um, First off, uh, and that's tricky because um, because you're probably compelled um, to do what a wife would do. Right. And so what only God can heal that. And so what you have to do is really seek the Holy Spirit into what you, in, in regards to what your boundaries is for the nuance of y'all relationship. See, I don't know how deep y'all relationship is. I don't know how long y'all been together. I don't know if y'all in the engaging process, courtship process, but it doesn't matter what a man or woman goes through pre-marriage, you still have to guard your heart because you don't know a person until they go through what they go through. It doesn't matter how great a man is, how great a woman is, but when trash Tragedy come, <clears throat> two tests will determine the character of a person: prosperity and pain. Until you see a person go through those two things, you don't know that person. Uh, it's easy to be uh, who you are in times of of even. Uh, evenness. And what I mean by that, life is just the normal, consistent flow of life. But you'll know a person when there's extreme prosperity and extreme pain. You'll know what type of faith is in that person, what type of uh, character characters in that person, and you have to continuously guard yourself despite him losing his mother, despite him losing his friend. The best thing that you can do, no matter who you are in a person's life, is pray for them. Uh, but But in this situation, it's best to give him his space and let him heal in, in Christ and so that you won't be compelled to be Christ to him um, and, or compelled to be a wife to him. And, and so I will really just examine him right now and examine your heart right now and, and really engage God a little bit more in regards to clarity so that you will be able to know when to pick your pockets to be, uh, to be that person to him. But be very careful because people, when they're going through tough times, will pull on you a little bit more and then that pulling compromise is inevitable and then you'll feel even more compelled as a nurturer and then you'll find yourself being the band-aid when God wanted to do surgery. You see what I'm saying? Now you're on top of him being the band-aid when God wanted him to heal exclusively, you see what I'm saying, as he do surgery. So be very careful, seek God on the, the clarity for the nuances, but be mindful of, of, of and be watchful of his character and what he's going through in this situation. But in the meantime, pray for him uh, from a distance. Pray that God reveals himself in a way because there's nothing you can do that Christ uh you there's nothing you can do that can equal what Christ needs to do for him. And that's revealing himself to him as uh the one that's a present help in the time of trouble, that the one that's near the brokenhearted, etc. And so uh so y'all been seeing each other for two years. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a long time. that's cool, but the Holy Spirit knows how to help you handle the nuances but but, like I said, be very careful in how close you get to a person who's going through those one of two extremes, um especially when you're not their wife or husband for those on the opposite side. My two says says, pray for me, I must admit this quarantine situation has me dealing with feeling lonesome. um <clears throat> for those who's going through the quarantine, pretty much all of us. Um, this is a great opportunity to find yourself like i'm starting my next book you see what i'm saying I'm I'm, I'm I'm having brainstorming sessions with god i'm finding ways that i can uh really find a little bit more rest find a little bit more balance uh, to so i can be better for my wife and be better for those that will need me during this time and when the quarantine's lifted and so uh, a loneliness is a frame of mind it's a mindset you have to change the way you you got to change the settings of your mind your mindset is your mind settings you got to go to the little setting i icon of your mind and set your mind on things that are above. Set your mind on things that God wants you to do and apply. And then you'll find yourself distracted from even thinking about being alone because you're being productive. This is a great opportunity um, to find yourself, to find your purpose, to get to know God, fellowship with him even more. There's always something to do than to think about being alone, which is totally understandable because this is different for a lot of people. See, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I'm like a 60-40, 60% 60, 60 introvert, 40, percent extrovert, or maybe not, nah, that's too low. I'm maybe at 80, 20. And so this is normal for me. So for me, I, I'm not really an extreme social butterfly. So I'm good. I can, I can, I can be quarantine in a room by myself, work on a book, <clears throat> get things done. But for a lot of people that's difficult. Um, uh, but, but <clears throat> No matter who you are or where you are in a spectrum of introvert and extrovert, um, um, God is enough to help with the extrovertedism. You see what I'm saying? And he's enough to to engage with so that you can be able to develop and produce. Make the best use of this time. This is still March, meaning that if you if like uh, if you quarantine or we're in this thing till May or June, Oh man, you got a great opportunity to really get to know God more, memorize scripture. Um, you got more time to really deepen your prayer life. You got more time to gain clarity about life and start the process so that when you're out of the quarantine, you are a new person with new habits, with new focus, with new energy. And no matter where you engage in life, you're, you got a different perspective. Anytime you're in situations like this, this opportunity to change the way you think, change the way you talk, to eventually change the way you walk when you walk out of being quarantined, hoped out. Lizzie Lewis says, how do you know you are equipped to be a pastor's wife? Great question. Uh, <clears throat> let me tell you something about that. Um, uh, being a pastor's wife or being a wife to anyone in ministry comes with a lot. And, and a lot of people envy the position, but don't know the pressure that come with that position. A lot of women envy power. They want the power. They grew up in church. And they saw the power of the preacher, and or power of men and God, or and they want that. It's, that's just a, a percentage. We're not saying all women, <clears throat> but when it comes to being married to a man of God, you have to be prepared for uh, increased levels of spiritual warfare, increased levels of of potentially being used to go against that man of God, and 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 you have to be aware of where you are spiritually because the enemy's ultimate objective is to get to the head. Because we get to the head, he can get to the sheep. If he gets to the sheep, he can scatter the sheep and cause damage in the church. And the and one of the his favorite doors to go through to attack a man in ministry. Or a woman in ministry is their spouse and their children. So you have to be prepared for spiritual warfare. You must understand your spiritual and divine weapons that are strong and divine power and pulling down a stronghold. We got to be prepared in being proactive in spiritual warfare, covering him, covering children. Uh, um, be prepared for women taking shots at your man and don't care about who you are and want to be with your man because your man's anointed. And it's crazy how women are after the anointing, but they forget that when that anointing wanes and that, that man is human, then they don't really want that guy, and so you got to be able to cover him and 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 to really uh, ask God, really, is this is this the is this the uh, cup I'm supposed to drink from? Because uh, a lot comes with being a part of ministry, being a relation with someone in ministry, and being in ministry period as a woman. And so, uh, how do you know you're equipped to be a pastor's wife when 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 you are completely aware of what comes with it and you still desire it? And I desire just the good stuff, but you see everything that comes with it and you still have the deep Holy Spirit conviction that that's who you're supposed to be. And then you prepare accordingly. Hope to help. El Dijon says, hey, Joshua, Muslim man who says God does not like music and we should not play instrumental instruments as it is forbidden. But I am a singer and he made me feel bad until I realized apologetic for taxi drivers. Um. Don't let anyone, despite their belief uh, make you bend away or 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 go against what God wants you to do. Um, God is the God of of music despite pop popular belief in regards to Satan. <clears throat> God created it. Um, God uses it, uh, but God anoints those whose hearts are submitted to him. Um, and so what I would do is 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 follow God. Is that it? And make sure that what you're doing is not in comparison to the success of other people, but you're doing it in complete submission to God. Like I tell people, don't just desire to be no preacher, don't desire what I do, don't desire what other people do. You don't know what really comes with that. Um, people only desire the fruits of a thing, but they don't know the grind of a thing. And so as long as your heart is genuine, that you really are doing this for, for God and you feel impressed by God to do it, and it feels bigger than you, and it feels even though you're talented, easier to you, but you feel a greater burden for people to ensure that you do it in a level of excellence and in a level of anointing that actually helps people. Man, you keep doing despite what other people say, people are always going to have an opinion for doers. Those who only hear always got words for people who do. Ignore those who don't do anything. Simple as that. Yvonne Smith says, how do I increase my prayer language and increase the Holy Spirit within me? Great question. Um, It's all based upon submission and surrender, Um, being uh, intentional in submitting things to him and and dealing with things that he's bringing to your attention to deal with. Um, um, And when it comes to praying in tongues, increasing your um, prayer language, whether it's praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, it all boils down to stillness. It boils down to focus. It boils down to uh, setting aside time to, to engage God intentionally. We're talking about not just engaging God throughout your day, but selecting a period of time when you can say, God, this is me and your time, and I'm going to engage you intentionally for me to understand you more and to increase in my spiritual fervor. And that's important because because if you don't go to God often, your spiritual effectiveness wanes. If you don't engage God in fellowship with God, your fundamentals wane, and then all of a sudden your fervor dissipates. It's evident. I see that in my life. Anytime that I go periods, that fervency. Yes, there have been periods where I put in a lot of uh, fellowship with God. that was intense, but then I, I you get get kind of lost in the activities of the day. And the greatest, uh, the greatest, wa- the greatest warfare tactic against people who who the ho- who demons have realized have had a uh, great, powerful, engaging encounters with God. He makes them busy. He makes them busy, he makes them preoccupied, and oftentimes he makes them busy doing God's work, and it makes the person think that in doing God's work, that is the same as engaging God for personal uh, fervor. Um, develop it, but when you know the benefit of that, you will engage God often, and then you you just Holy Spirit here my lead me, and it's supernatural from there. It all boils down to your mind and tongue and life coming in 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 unison with with all parts of your being submitted and available to the Holy Spirit. The greatest ability that the Holy Spirit uses is availability. If you make yourself available often, not because you uh, want something from God, but you're doing it solely because you want to become more effective, you want to become more efficient, and because you love him and that that you really want to really engage what the angels look curiously on. The angels look curiously on us. They wish they can engage God like we can. God didn't die for the angels. He died for us. So that salvation process is only reserved for us humans. And so it would be be who? move us, it would be very disappointing to get to heaven. And angels talking, and the talk amongst heaven was, man, if only these humans knew what they could have gotten down there and engaged with God like that, and and how curiously they look upon that, wishing they was able to experience the Father that way. And so that's my advice on that. Hope they help. Lion Lion says, hello, coach, what should you do when someone performs witchcraft against you? Um, um Rejoice that that witchcraft don't have no effect on you. Uh, witchcraft only has effect on the people whose whose minds are weak and whose minds are prone to being afraid. It doesn't matter what dust is on your doorstep. It doesn't matter what what they do. Against you, greater is he that's in you than whoever and whatever you face in this world. That no weapon formed against your prosperity. That's why you got to the word for yourself as weaponry. Witchcraft is effective on people who haven't weaponized the word of God, who hasn't who hasn't uh allowed their life to be a life of worship, or 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 they're just not clear about who they are in Christ. And so, what I would do is I would I would um, uh where my my books in other room. Uh, go to my website. Um. I am unplugged.com forward slash worksheets, scroll down. Maybe you don't have to scroll down too much. Go to the world war me uh, button, download that book world war me and the spiritual warfare prayers, utilize those resources and you'll be good money, but don't worry about it. don't be afraid. They, they have no power. The only way they have power is when you don't have uh, uh when your mind is not strong enough to combat it with the word of God and you fall into fear and witchcraft works on people who are afraid. But when you know who you are as being an adopted son or daughter of God, man, you don't got nothing to worry about. Their weapons are not will not work against you. The only time they, their weapons form and work against you is when you are not uh, aware of who you are in Christ and you allow it through fear to affect you. Let's see here. Favorite Grace says, hey, coach, if a guy talks to me in a slow pursuit, does that mean he's not meant for me? Um, Hey coach, if a guy talks to me in a slow pursuit, does that, um, let me, let me tell you this. Um, It is, it is, it is nothing wrong with the woman to, to ask the man, what are you doing here? Uh, And first off, a lady has to always be forcefully assured of who she is as God's daughter because a daughter of God doesn't put up with certain things it's just that it's just that simple a man of God a son of God just don't put up with certain things especially with wasted time wasted energy when a man is pursuing a woman your attention is too valuable just to be given to anybody your attention is energy your you see what i'm saying and so you you just can't pay your attention and your and utilize your attention as currency to someone and, and into something that may not be of God. It is always beneficial to a person to pay their attention and something they're going to get a return from. You see what I'm saying? That they're going to get a return. I pay my attention to my books. I pay my attention in my ministry. I pay my attention in everything I do in life, especially to my wife, especially to my family, because because you guarantee the return off that because you know that that investment has a good ROI. That investment is, is an investment portfolio put together for God for you. See, see, God is our, uh, um, what you call those people, financial advisor. He's our attention advisor. He's our life advisor. He's our energy advisor. He gave us his Holy Spirit to, to be our accountability and our advisor saying, hey, This is not where you should put your attention this is not where you should put the currency of your attention the currency of your emotion the currency of your mind the currency of your thoughts the currency of your actions towards because these things are not in my portfolio for you and you gotta trust me so if a man is taking too long uh and, and 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 you're completely don't even know if it's of god from you that's when you just slowly disappear you slowly fade but you fade into not black but you fade into god and say god okay is there and be honest with God God like is there anything in my heart that's idolizing this is there anything in my heart that that is desperate for love is there anything in me that's just not for you in you is there something in me is you in your are you in your rightful place in my heart so that it will be easy to let go of something listen you got to always be okay with letting go of good i don't mind letting go of a good thing that's not God's thing for me you know what I'm saying? And so my, my confidence increased the more I became aware of who I am as God's son. There's a lot of good things that I don't care if someone offers me a million dollars right now in the middle of this quarantine situation. If it's got strings attached, if I look behind it, it's got some string attached and it's a good thing. I don't want it because the, the moment you can be bought, you're going to end up destroyed. It's that simple. And so what I would say is if he's pursuing you slow, and it's okay for a man to uh to to pursue, I won't say too slow, only you know how slow. You gotta ask yourself, is my expectations uh higher than they need to be? Is he actually pursuing me correctly? And now my expectation is I need it to go faster, then that's on you examining your heart. Um, but in the meantime, um, have that conversation. Hey man, what's going on? Um, is, is this something you're still interested in? But but you don't even got to ask that question. Ask God, is this what you need for me to be interested in? Um because a lot of men pursue after after zeal and a lot of guys got good hearts but they're just immature I was immature you see what I'm saying and we're just pursuing just to be pursuing and then have no uh maturity about it and so uh um so don't don't think that he's evil he could just be just younger in the faith um but God knows where you should put your attention and don't pay your attention in anything that's not in god's of uh, uh um investment portfolio for you great question um and for me as much coach, when will your wife join a session? Hey man, when she's ready, when she's ready, like I said, man, I, I never pressure her. I know she's got a uh, I know she wants to be a part, uh, I know she wants uh, to do um, uh, her own videos, but as far as live, live is a different monster, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's, it's it's something I've been doing for years, I've been answering questions for years, and 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 so only the Holy Spirit knows when it's His timing for her to be a part. One thing she'll never feel is pressure for me, um, to do this. Um, um, because, uh, God knows where she is and she knows where she is and God's timing is perfect. And when she's on here, you'll know that it's God because when God has a word for her to give y'all, when God has a word for her to do in this level, if that's God's will for, her, for his life, it will be anointed. It will be experienced. It will be seasoned and, and, and it will be supplied by the Holy spirit. And that's the, that's the answer there. And, and and for everyone out there, never pressure your significant other, or don't even don't even don't even have it in your frame of mind um to try to pressure someone to match your purpose. God knows how to bring somebody to match y'all, his purpose for y'all together. And so that's just how it is. Great question, but she'll be on here, she'll be on here. Lord willing, her timing, God's time, all that good stuff. Shane Washington says. I don't like some of the things my child's father teaches or shows him. When I explain why I don't like something, it just leads to arguments. Um, the angle Angles matter when it comes to communication. How you angle a concern will determine the result you get from from what you're communicating. And and like I said in the podcast that you'll see this week with me and Brandon, the Good Guys Podcast, I, I, I talked about the spicy chicken sandwich. I call it the spicy chick the, the spicy communication chicken sandwich. Um. 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 The bread represents celebration. The spicy chicken represents the critique or the concern. And so what you do is, first off, before you even uh, uh, offer that sandwich, you go to the cook. You go to the cook and say, Holy Spirit, when's the best time for me to communicate this? Is my heart ready to communicate this? Because sometimes, when it, especially when it comes to children and when it comes to anything that's really dear to our hearts, we can have strong emotions and not so much uh, logic." Um, To support it. And so, what you do is you have to give yourself time to go to the cook and find out uh, 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 to first ease your emotions, ease your frame of mind, process everything that's going on, and trust the Holy Spirit to take care of your children. And what most people do, they feel like vengeance is theirs, that there is their responsibility. There is some responsibility for us, but there's a lot of responsibility for God. Like I tell people, it is important to have God in the midst of everything you do. I tell it with my wife all the time. My wife and I talk about this all the time. If we do not utilize the Holy Spirit in this marriage, this marriage will be a burden to us. I use him all the time in this marriage because if not in my own strength, I'm going to be in my feelings. I'm going to be in my old self. I need to rely on him to make sure that I am not used as a tool to bring unnecessary issues to my marriage. And so what I'm saying is, is that you have to trust the Holy Spirit's going to take care of you and your son. Um, Because you are in the family of God, God's got your daughter, God's got your son, God's got your children. No matter who the father is, I've seen it with my own eyes, how God will remove a father even in the same city. I've seen it where God, even in my own life, where my dad left at four and we didn't really get close close to 24 and to spend those 20 years a lot of things was cemented cemented in my life by God and I was able to then have a relationship with my father after I have found who I was in Christ so God knows how to to steward and shepherd um this this union right or this this not what say union but this uh um situation So first of all, you got to ask him, how much of this do you trust God with? Do you trust that God is your son's father and that the Holy Spirit is there to help you navigate how you interact with your baby's father? Right. Now, let's continue on to what I was saying. The spicy communication chicken sandwich. Right. So what you got to do is go to the cook and find out how he wants you to cook the sandwich. And then he'll tell you what type of bread, how to celebrate critique and celebrate or how to um oh cuz you you ain't trying to celebrate your baby's father i understand but what i'm saying how to uh how to communicate softly the hard thing that you want to communicate. So you'll put the softness in between or the or the the real concern in between the two buns. And the two buns may not be you celebrating him, it would just be the level of kindness the Holy Spirit wants you to implement, the level of kindness that will help that will be used supernaturally by the Holy Spirit to renew your baby father's mind. Your, uh, your son's father's mind, because if you come in hard, you come in upset, you come in with your emotions, you're only going to trigger the man. And y'all going to go back and forth, and now you wrestle against flesh and blood. And that was the devil, the demon's ultimate objective from the first place. So what you do is you go to the cook and let the cook cook you, cook all the inner, cook all the uh, burn off and cook off all of the toxicity, all of the emotions, all of the hate. And you got to make sure the first thing God's going to do is have you forgiven Him. Is there any resentment towards him? Because until those things are fixed, you are gonna always be triggered emotionally by the devil through him to get you in a place to make it even more difficult for your son. So go to God, let God cook all that stuff out of you and then ask the Holy Spirit to lead you at the right time and to cook up that spicy communication chicken sandwich where it just boils down to you are being uh, kind. Critique kind, I know it's K okay because you ain't no one, you ain't gonna celebrate your baby's father. I already know. So be kind, <clears throat> come in kind. The Holy Spirit will tell you how to communicate your concern, leave with kindness. Let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Hope to help. Hmm, you always gonna find yourself in arguments when you come full of emotion. Christian says some fruits get more ripe than others, that's right. <clears throat> all based all boils down to the person's willingness to be in the vine. Favorite Grace says, Hey, coach, how can I let go of my desire for someone? I want their attention so bad. And I know I need to strengthen my relationship with God instead of pursuing a relationship right now. Um, <clears throat> when you desire the attention of someone more than you do the attention of God, idolatry is what's in your heart. Um, you idolize an idea of love. This Thursday, uh, March <clears throat> 25th, 2020, uh, for those who's who's watching live and who will see this before Thursday, I will be talking about idolizing marriage this week. And it's crazy how your question came in right on time because a lot of people idolize the idea of something, but are not the individuals to be able to to, um, properly interact with it if it does come into their life. So what you must do right now is is to repent, humble yourself and say, God, hey, man, I need to put you in your your rightful place. But the Holy Spirit then is going to show you the idol that's in your heart and it may not even be the man you want. That man's attention, so that you can have the marriage, so that you can have the look on Instagram. And I'm not saying you, but this is what potential people do. They don't even want the person per se. They do. They think they do. They just want that. They just want what that person will offer them for to serve their idol. Most most people only care about relationships because. Of, they only care about relationships to the degree of how it will look on Instagram and how it will look online to keep their parents quiet during the holidays and to and to and to, uh, to and to uh, plug the hole in their loneliness. Um, but none of that stuff will work over time. You only find yourself even more miserable. And then when you actually meet the individual and you got to actually be a wife now, <laughs> see, people love to look the part, but when it's time to be the part, they get torn apart. Because man, it's cool to look like a husband on Instagram on Instagram. It's cool to look like a wife on Instagram. But when you actually gotta be a wife and you actually gotta be a husband, it busts that idea concept in your mind. Cause now you gotta deal with the actual individual. And so what I would do is I will, I will uh, write down what you really desire, why you desire more than God. The Bible says they that delight themselves in the Lord, he'll get in desires in their heart. And what does that mean is if you delight in him and you really are willing to go into the light to be exposed and to be pruned and to be uh, and to discover contentment, you're not going to get the marriage of desire met through God. Now you can settle for one, but it won't be sent by God. And so uh, <clears throat> you anytime you want something bad, it's a bad thing. Anytime you want someone's attention so bad, there's a demonic, there's a probably a demonic delusion, a demonic connection, and a, and a and a deep-rooted idol in your heart, and that's too toxic right now for you to even think about being with someone for the next year or so, because it takes a long time for idols to be ripped out. It takes a long time for those things to be pruned, but I'd rather for you to take a year or two off and be prepared for the one than to be looking for the one four or five years being mad at God because you're single at 40. See what I'm saying? Hope out. <clears throat> uh, two more and I got to go. Jamelia says, Josh, I'm tired of waiting on God for a career, marriage, and everything. Others are getting blessed. I'm going backwards. What do I do? Um, the good thing about going backwards is that you're going closer to his heart. And as he pulls you back towards his heart and when he releases you, you'll go further than everybody else is going far right now. Everybody looks like they're going far, but they're going far on their own merit. But when God is pulling you back and you feel like, man, I'm being farther and farther away from what I want. He's actually preparing you with the velocity to actually shoot and hit, the, hit it, hit the mark. <clears throat> Not perfectly, but hit the mark within proximity to actually be effective for what you're asking for. Um, either either one of one few things, or one or two things is going on. Um, um, you're going through a pruning phase, a pruning phase, and you're going through the motions, and you're going through what comes with that, right? Or or you don't, or you're not aware of how much you love what you want more than the one that you want it from. Because God, the, the only way that God's hand is through His heart. God's hand is never in front of his heart. His hand is behind his back. He said, man, if you don't want me, you can't get what I have. And so most people look God in the face and like, okay, you're not going to give me what I want. I'm going to create a graven image of you so I can feel at so I can feel good at night knowing that I created a graven image of God and make people believe that this relationship that I settled for was of God and make people believe that this career I pursue was of God because I created a graven image in my mind about God to make me feel good at night. When God's looking at you and be like, I know what's really going on. And so to avoid all of that, you just got to appreciate the process. To avoid all that um, uh, issue that's going to come with that, you just got to be okay with God's timing. And, and listen, I, I've been doing this for 12 years. I, I, I was, you know, there's a lot of things I had to wait on, but I'm so glad I waited because now I'm actually able to handle the weight of it. it sometimes you got to wait so that you'll be able to handle the weight of what you're waiting for. And waiting doesn't mean watching the clock because when you watch the clock, time goes slow. But when you work the clock, time goes faster. So don't worry about career, marriage, and everything because the enemy's working that in your mind to make you give up on God. And, and then you'll be mad when you realize if I would have only did it God's way, I would have had it by a certain day. It always pays to do it God's way. I know you're tired of waiting. You're probably tired of waiting because you're tired of you're tired of sitting and watching. You got to get to work. Like I, I wrote six books, two card games, did four400 videos. I I I I made my singleness full. Because I know that if I sat there and did nothing, and all I did was go to work, go online, and go out, hang out with people, yes, it's going you're going to feel lonely. But if you come home to something, you come home, you got to get a book done, and you got to market that book. Then you got to write the next book. Then you got to create this. You got to create that. By the time you look up, four years done went by, and then there's a man by your side, and you're like, "Whoa, when did this happen?" Because you was in focus on your purpose. Right now, you're tired of waiting because you got you're not working on nothing. It's that simple. And so um, the career is going to come because, honestly, I think the last time you told me you're young. So you're in the bottom 20s, I believe. 20s are overrated, y'all. You don't really start cooking till you're 30. Twenties is just the extended of teenage years. You're just nothing but an extended teenager. And I say that as 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 nicely as possible. And because in my 20s, I thought I knew everything but knew nothing. That time you hit 27, 28, you're going to be like, whoa, Jack. Man. But when you start getting 30 and you know yourself and you're confident in God, things start going a little faster, going a little better. So what do you do? Know that God is pulling you to himself so that when he releases you, you hit it spot on and you'll be out there further than the people that's doing on without him. Um, but but you have to embrace the process or you're going to leave the process and end up being processed. See what I'm saying? And no good, no not organic, but just nothing but a processed person with a processed fake relationship, with a processed fake family, with a processed fake career. And you're not genuinely being processed the right way by being planted in rich soil, producing a fruit that's organic. Hope that. That's all I got. The Holy Spirit told me to tap out. That's all I got. Uh, that's why I better stop reading. I got to obey the whole spirit. I love you. all Y'all be blessed. All my books in the other room. But if you want access to my books, you can go to my website right now. I am unplugged.com. Uh, dating prep, a book for dating yourself and the love of your life forever. Uh, a purpose of freedom is the book on soul ties and strongholds. Uh, world war me is a book on spiritual warfare. As he says, is my book on for children. Um, the purpose of singleness is my book for those who want to be whole and not full of holes who want to maximize their singleness. And, what, and my unplugged book is the first book that I wrote <clears throat> 12 years ago. How about that? Hold on, not 12 years ago. 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, two card games, dating prep card game, three ways to play. Cloud Cement Corporation. You can find out more on my website. Uh, Memory Muscles is a fun way to memorize scripture. I think I got my card games in here. Do I? Nope. Yep. And uh, 1,400 videos on YouTube, podcast, Good Guys Podcast. Um, we release every Thursday. I mean, every Wednesday now, um, books, card games, uh, um, well, mentoring program, we in quarantine, so we may not, we'll see how it is when we get back to school or you want to support what I do online You can do that as well. Um, love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. T-shirts below the videos. Um, just whatever God leads you to do. I know everyone's in a, uh, peculiar situation right now. And so, um, whatever God leads you to do, do it. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Uh, I think that's it. Make sure you go to my Mr. Ezzie YouTube channel uh, for kids during this quarantine. I'm doing videos there. I have to do it for my school, but I'm also doing it for kids who are not in my school. So check out. I'm doing videos probably every day, uh, uh, five days a week until until this is over with, and I'll kind of go back to maybe once a week. Love you. Y'all, y'all be blessed. See y'all. next time. Peace.